following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, in our materials we have uh, information, we have uh, great resource on parenting and I feel like I always need help in that, <laughs> in that arena depending on the day. So tell me about that. Well, um, don't forget <clears throat> you will always be a parent as long mm. as you are alive and right. <clears throat> I know you have, since you have a number of kids, uh, your role will be important hmm. and uh, I just want to say I thank God for the way you you take parenting you and your wife uh, seriously and all that you do to nurture them uh, as a Christian and bringing them up uh, and so I'm just I've been impressed with many things well, and, and I love the way your kids um, love you <clears throat> they, you know how important your role is uh, as a dad, um, mm-hmm. and 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 how you're bringing them up in uh, the nurturing of of the Lord. So, I, I just want to make that comment. Um, <clears throat> Appreciate that. I, well, let, let me just mention. Um, <clears throat> not long ago, I received a question. My son is rebellious and often gets in trouble. Sometimes I feel like giving up. Am I wasting my time trying to set him on the right course? In our keys on parenting, uh, I give this answer. No, you're not wasting your time. Uh, Even if your son continues to make wrong choices, as a parent, you are responsible for communicating what is right in a loving, encouraging way. You're not accountable for your son's wrong choices. He's responsible. But you are accountable for your parenting. So if you don't try to teach your son, who will? And um, we, you and I know that that's part of the problem. Many parents have advocated their position uh, of a parent. Some want to just be a friend. Mm-hmm. That they, they go, well, uh, I need to have some kind of relationship. Maybe I can just be a friend. Well, that is not right because kids know what the responsibility is of a parent. They are to set the rules. They are to literally, uh, whatever are the house rules, um, as in your, your home, um, it, is, it is vital that a parent would understand that my job is to, in fact, there, there are multiple um, scriptures like um, where, where, and I'm I'm thinking specifically about what 
the role of a mother, a father. Um, children are a heritage from the Lord. A, a heritage from the Lord. I'm quoting Psalm 127, verse 3. Children are a heritage from the Lord. Uh, offspring, a reward from Him. Um, and so the important thing is to be in unison, be like-minded with common goals and actions. Amos 3.3 3 says, do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so? So parents need to talk about how to be united in the upbringing of their children. Um, now, this is a famous scripture. I always think about this verse. And it, the point's going to be, take every opportunity to teach your children spiritual truths. Again, take every opportunity to teach your children spiritual truths. Deuteronomy 6, beginning in verse 6. Kind of easy to remember. Deut 6.6. 6. These commandments I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. The, the point is, and, and I always think about my mother. Now, I grew up in a, an adulterous home. But mother became drawn to Christ. And she put all kinds of things on the, the, the walls, um, certain scriptures. Um, and, and there was one in particular uh, that, that one saying that, that was impactful to me, especially as a teenager, because I would see it. She didn't talk about it, but there were all kinds of things that she did to expose us to spiritual truth. Again, that scripture is Deuteronomy 6.6. 6. It's impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. It's being very intentional to instill spiritual truths to children. What does the Bible say about anxiety, abuse, or grief? Does the Bible really say anything about addiction, boundaries, or dealing with difficult people? As June Hunt has often said, there really are biblical solutions to all of life's struggles. We are excited to let you know about the newest and most comprehensive resource from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart, the Care and Counsel Library. Developed over a span of 35 years with the help of pastors, counselors, and ministry leaders, the Care and Counsel Library is a 50-topic, 10-volume set of books which provide clear answers from God's Word on real-life issues. This is a must-have resource for anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom. And right now, you can save 25% when you get the whole set. Check out the Care and Counsel Library today at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, 
in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-917 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-Night-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. If you have questions about tonight's topics, uh, any number of topics you might be thinking about, if something piqued your interest here that we talk about on the program, or if there's maybe just some struggle that you have and uh, you'd like to get some information on that, you'd like some more, uh, like an in-depth study on that, we have our Keys for Living that will help you do that. Talk to our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll direct you to the right resources. Maybe there's a free resource on our website. We've got uh, every topic that we have in our Keys for Living is right there in a much quicker, uh, shorter version on the website that you can get there free, or you can get the fuller treatment of those Keys for Living right in your hands, and customer support will help you do that. Uh, June was just talking about our Keys for Living on the topic of parenting. That's called Steps for Successful Parenting, and a customer support can help you get that. The number is 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you'd like to go to the website and find uh, all of the titles that we have there in our Keys for Living, also Bible studies, other books that that, uh, June has written about uh, various topics, it's all there at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Well, let's get to our caller for tonight. We have a listener on the Bot Radio Network in Missouri. We welcome tonight Christina. Hello, Christina. Welcome to Hope. Uh, hello, Miss June. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. How can we help you? Um, I just kind of have a question. Um, I'm in an interfaith marriage right now. Um, I'm a very, I would say, devout Christian. My husband is a probably devout Muslim, and Mm -hmm. that is rough enough as you can imagine, and we're just at a point where we have, you know, a lot of different circumstances, but we've lived separate now for about a year and a half or so, Um, and he brought it up about a year ago, or actually a year and a half ago, um, you know, that he wanted more children and to only raise in the Muslim faith. And I had refused to do this because before we married, we agreed we would raise them, you know, very, um, to learn both faiths, you know, as equally or balanced as we could both manage that Mm -hmm. without, without degrading one another. Although obviously as a believer, I don't believe in Muslim faith, you know, there's just so many differences. 
I didn't know necessarily what I was getting into when I got into it. I did know, but not really. You know, as a believer, I knew it wasn't the right thing to do, but I just, I, I did it, and I've repented of that since, you know, not living the way that I should have, but now mm-hmm. I'm just in this really difficult circumstance. And he, okay. uh, he wants, he, you know, he said that if I don't want to do this, then he thinks that we need to divorce. And I've told him I don't think that's the right thing to do, and that I and and biblically I don't have a reason to divorce him, so I I won't go file. But we've been living separate for a year and a half, and it's getting a little rough, for sure. Yes. Tell me the ages of your children. Uh, fifteen, eleven, and four. Okay, and are these his children? Also, uh, my two older ones know my my oldest. Her father passed, and my middle, his father's in prison till he's grown. We only have mm. one together biologically. The four year old. Yes. Is this a male or a female? He's a boy. Okay, a boy. Okay, and you said now you're. Muslim husband, you said is devout, and uh, he is wanting more children. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, he wants more children. And the stipulation is what? What is he verbalizing? Well, before we married, we we agreed that we would raise them, you know, interfaith, I guess, to learn both faiths, go to both church or mosque, and just be very open about it in our home, let them ask lots of questions, you know, learn about both without degrading one another, and we we do that, like, we do it very well. It's hard, very difficult sometimes, you know, but we, we both do it very well. I do, and he does as well. He comes to church sometimes, I go to mosque, you know, for important holidays and things, and, and vice versa, but now he wants more, and he thinks that he wants to only raise the Muslim. And if I'm not okay with doing that, then he thinks that we should divorce because he doesn't mm-hmm. think that he'll be satisfied, you know, long-term in his Muslim faith, I guess, if he doesn't raise Muslim kids. And I refuse to do this, and I said, I, I can do just about, I can help out a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of things, but I cannot do this thing that you've asked me to do, and I won't do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And... Obviously, when you say you're a devout Christian, I, I, I hear that you've had some conflicting thoughts and uh, about the decision you made. Um, and I'm mentioning this only because I think this is part of the uh, struggle where in Second Corinthians 6, do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what yep. does righteousness and wickedness have in common? What fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there? You know, it, it's like, um, what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? Meaning a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, so I gather you are saying that you did not anticipate that there was going to be this struggle, because it sounds like he changed his position 
from what he initially he said. Yes, he. I knew that there would be a struggle because I was already a believer when I met my husband. I just wasn't living, you know, the life that I should have been living at the time. Mm-hmm. And I know that the Holy Spirit told me I shouldn't enter into, like, this kind of a union, you know. But I, I remember arguing with God and telling him I was going to do it because it was going to be fine because he was going to church when I met him and, you know, all these things. But since I've definitely, like, you know, repented of that, I should have listened to God. But now I'm still married and I'm in a mm-hmm. union and I'm committed and, you know, I have to, to do what God tells me to do or right. live the way that a believer is supposed to live it, live it out, you know. And I'm committed to doing that, but, and he can leave, and I've told him he can leave this marriage if, if he wants to. He can go and file, and he hasn't done it, and we've been living separate a year and a half. And, like, he doesn't go do it, and I don't know what to do because I'm still living like this with kids separate completely. I mean, in schools where I live, we live two hours apart right now. And he hasn't Mm -hmm. gone to file. And he's still here. We're together every single weekend, you know. And he's living like he's married, you know, because we are married. And it's just like we're apart every week as if he's working away because that is what he's doing. He's working away. But Mm -hmm. I just don't know what to do to move forward. I don't know if I should make a decision or just keep hanging on and keep praying, which is what I'm just doing. And I just, but it's just, I'm really growing weary, you know, in this, in my praying. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I live two separate lives because I'm always here and I'm always there. And I have church homes here and church home there. And it's just like... It's just getting really difficult, and it's hard for our kids. Well, as a Christian, what we are to do is look at what the Bible says. And it's not what other people say. Uh, It is the Word of God that determines should be what we do. And I I understand that you're understanding that. That this is not I'm not telling you something you don't know. And I mean this this in a positive way. Um if you look at um if you look at what is called the Proverbs thirty one woman, many people look at that as like the ideal woman. And just to pick several of the passages, the Proverbs is uh, the book of the Bible on wisdom. And Proverbs has 31 chapters. That's why many people, uh, they will literally read one chapter based on what day of the week it is. If it's the fifth of the month, they'll they'll read chapter five. If it's the 20th of the of the month, they'll read chapter 20, etc. Now, in terms of Proverbs 21, uh, and I'm not saying that you only look at Proverbs uh, 31, excuse me, Proverbs 31, it's just called by many the, um, and it's not always all about women, but um, there is, uh, it's the wife of noble character, um, and you see that she speaks with wisdom 
and faithful instruction is on her tongue. That's Proverbs 31, verse 26. The point is, what you instruct in terms of your children um, needs to be wise, and you are to faithfully do this. And uh, where are the kids uh, in terms of getting biblical instruction? Uh, well, all three of them attend Christian private schools, mm-hmm. even the youngest, which my husband, he, he agreed with, with that being okay. He would prefer him in a Muslim private school, but there's none in our area, so um, he was okay with him going to a Christian private even. He feels like that's better than a public education, as I do too. So um, they're all in Christian private, and then they all attend church with me. Um, almost every Sunday when we're where he lives, we go every Sunday for sure. Sometimes when we're here, most of the time we go, occasionally we miss. Um, and they go every Wednesday night here, even the littlest, like he goes, you know, and, and I do my best in the home just as their mom, you know, as their example, live it out. I, I grew up with a dad who lived it out. I grew up with a mom who didn't and a dad who did, you know, Hmm. and, I know living it out makes the biggest difference. It's not always the words, it's your actions. And so I do my best for their example every day is the best I can, you know. And Yes. And I read every night, and I, I should read, you know, the Bible more to them every day, but I do, like, little devotionals and things with them. That's great. See, yeah. you are doing, you're, uh, this is what I'm saying right now, Um uh, You are speaking with wisdom. You're giving faithful instruction. That's on your tongue. And it's not just you hope that they'll get it at school. Uh, Actually, I'm very impressed. I really am impressed with what you're saying. Um, And when we look at just the model that that is presented, um, you know, It's like she gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family. Obviously, your children, you're you're providing for them, even though you're living separate from your husband. uh, uh, During the week, Uh, she's clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come, and we can talk about that. But uh, I'm impressed with what you're doing. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as His precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. 
We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we thank you for your prayers and support of the ministry here. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd like to talk with you and just to help you get the right uh, information, the right materials into your hands. They realize that we all face challenges, uh, big and small, in our daily lives, but our customer support team can be a valuable resource to you in these times. If you would uh, like to talk with them and uh, have them suggest some of our resources to you, they'd be happy to do that and uh, have that conversation with you. The number again, 800-488-HOPE. And I want to recommend one of our keys for living on the topic of Islam called A View Behind the Veil. That's Islam, A View Behind the Veil. And customer support can help you get that or whatever material might be most helpful for you. Now, if you'd like to speak with June about a situation in your life and you just have some questions about uh, the direction of your life or, or maybe there's a relationship issue going on, something that you'd just like to talk about there and get uh, perspective uh, that would be a biblical perspective and uh, see what that um, would be like as you uh, talk with June about it uh, on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. We welcome your call at 800-917. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. Just call and uh, leave a message for us. We'll get back to you as soon as we can to talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. That's 800-644-4817, 800-NIGHT-17. Let's return to our conversation now with Christina. Christina, I, um, I, I feel a tender compassion toward you. Uh, I had a, a different situation growing up, but uh, my mother um, uh, married a, a man who was an atheist, and um, I don't know how much she was even dealing with uh, that it's just it was that they were not aligned at all, and uh, I, I interestingly, my, my my mother did not have boundaries. Um, she, the only non-negotiable she had, it was just one, and that is, the children must be in church. And I didn't, I didn't understand that growing up for a while. 
um, th there was a point at which my parents married because my dad had three families going on concurrently. So, it, there. But uh, when I was twelve, we moved into his home, and uh, there was a point when he had, for the first time, came to church after forty years of only weddings and funerals, but had not been in church. And I remember being very surprised. And he did that, I think, because, I don't know, to a degree, I think it was curiosity. Um, but um, he, he started going, and then, <clears throat> but, but our, the church we were in was not biblical. In other words, I didn't know anything about the Bible, because that was my what my mother grew up with, which was a mainline denomination, but no scripture. But I remember yeah. when people got around her, there were loving Christians from at at the other church that we went to, where it's like she uh, people loved her and 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 poured the Word of God into her, and I watched her, and I, I remember outside my door, there was a saying, and it was there for a number of years, only one life will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. And periodically, I would look at that. And, you know, that was highly influential, just that. Even though she didn't talk to me about it, but she had things around the house. She had scripture that was calligraphy, you know, very attractive. Uh, it was very handsome, too. And Dad did not object to that. I just know that there were things that she did in spite of um, his lack of faith. He, he had no Christian faith. Uh, and there was a time when he forbid all of us going to church. Um, and here now we were at a good church, a really biblical church that we loved. Uh, and uh, But so for however many months it was, we were not allowed to go because I think he saw God as competition to him. Yeah. And uh, so I remember, I'm, by the way, I'm going to share this. I'm not advocating that you do what she did. I'm just sharing. Uh she said, I will stay home, but if, if, if you will allow the children to go to church, and this is years ago, uh, they need character building. And there are role models that will help the, build, the children grow in character. And that was appealing to him. Now, he was very adulterous. He had women and all that. But the point is, he there was a part of him that wanted 
us to be patriots and, you know, uh, grow in character. And so what my mother would do, uh, yes, we all went. I remember my brother had a driver's license, and he initially, I was 15, and and uh, so he drove us, my two sisters, myself and I, and we, the my my siblings, were were very different places, but they would say that that church was their emotional salvation. I mean, they have said it. They've said they don't know what they w- we would have done had we not had the influence of a strong biblical. Uh, the leaders, the the youth leaders, uh, the Bible teachers, you're just incredible. And I'll forever be grateful because it was a very painful time. I, we, Dad was very hard. He was 28 years older than Mother, and it was very much about control. Total, almost, yeah. well, it was total, everything was total control on his part. So, my point is, I'm impressed with some things you have said. You see the value. You said you have your three children in a Christian private school, and you, they all, your three children, they go every Sunday, they're their Wednesday night. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you. I can't hardly the, afford their schools. I don't know. I mean, how I'm doing it really right now. But it's so important to me. I'll take three jobs if I have to. Like, they have to be there. You know, I know it's so important. Well, sweetheart, this is a period of time. And it will be, you know, you're only going to be in this role where they are minors. It, you know, you've, you've got two 15-year-old, 11-year-old, the four-year-old. I mean, these are crucial days. And that's why I'm so impressed with you because there are so many things that are established at younger ages. Now, I didn't, I only came into any exposure as uh, when I was 15 and I'd never seen anything like it. It was incredibly attractive to me uh, because there were hundreds of of, uh, youth and superb teachers but you you already know that I mean even I'm hearing your heart about what you know the kids need to be exposed to and that is your role I just feel like I'm really kind of losing hope. I don't want to lose hope. I just keep praying for my husband every day. And mm-hmm. um, I think there's no way God's not somehow doing something in his life. You know, I just don't see it right now. But and my husband, well, is not, he's, a, he's, a, he's a very good husband. He's a good man. He's a good father. Like, I mean, he loves mm-hmm. all of us. I know he loves us. And he knows what he's doing is wrong. He's told me he knows that he shouldn't do this. Mm. But he's caught between what he knows is, like, feels in his heart is right and his religion, you know, it's just, it's really devastating. 
Mm-hmm. And it's hard. I know he's really, really, really battling with this, and I feel like this is why it's been a year and a half and he hasn't filed or hasn't, you know, gone and filed for a divorce is because he doesn't want to. He doesn't. I know he doesn't want to. He just mm-hmm. he feels like in this crap situation where he doesn't know what to do. And so I just I just keep praying and praying and praying, and then I just feel like nothing is happening, and it's, I just... I don't know how, because it's hard for my kids, too, you know, to go through this. But realize there is something that is happening, and that is your children are being exposed to truth that they would not be, I'm talking about God's truth from the Bible. Uh, You're doing, I'm hearing that you're doing the maximum that you can do and it is hard. Um, I will, I'll tell you one thing that helped my mom the most. Uh, I don't know who you have in your life that would, that are support people. I'm talking about true friends. Um, without even being a Christian, I prayed, please God, please send mom a friend. Now, I didn't know. Much later, uh, I asked her, what, Mom, how, why did you not have a friend? Because, see, she was loving, she was kind, she, um, and, and could be delightful. Uh, she said, honey, I couldn't bring shame on a friend because of my lifestyle. And what that meant was, you know, she was not married for a number of years to him, and he had another family going on. He had two families going on, other families. And so I, 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 it hurt my heart that she denied herself to have a friend. But what happened after we got into this phenomenal church, after they married and, and my dad's first wife had died, the people that got around my mother were phenomenal. My dad was, ended up being kind of like the only male, the only husband that wasn't saved. There was a group of women, and he was fascinated by these this group uh, of, of couples, and every one of them were praying for him. If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, we want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. 
Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at one 800 917 We'll protect your privacy, and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in a moment. If you have questions or concerns about the topics on the program tonight, call our customer support team. They're at 800-488-HOPE, and uh, that's uh, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to take your call and help you access the appropriate resources and uh, really just providing help for you when you need it the most. So call them and uh, let them recommend some resources to you. I want to recommend one of our keys for living, and uh, that is uh, the the topic of Islam. It's called uh, A View Behind the Veil. Islam, A View Behind the Veil, and customer support can help you with that uh, resource if that's something of interest to you. Now, if you uh, would like to email them, you can do that at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's another way to get in touch. Again, customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Well, let's return to our conversation now with Christina. Hey, Christina, I'm going to go on and send you um, the, what, what Jeff was just talking about. I'm going to send you Islam, A View Behind the Veil, because uh, I wrote this. It took me eight months to do because I knew after 9-11, I thought, oh, no, oh, no, uh, Oprah said on a program two days after 9-11, I I sometimes say the number one theologian in America at the time was Oprah. Uh, I say that facetiously, but uh, she said the God of Abraham is the same God as um, uh, the God of of Muhammad. And I thought, no, 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 no. No, no, no. And and I'm sure Oprah meant well. But uh, so I uh, started in. And um, apart from part one, its definitions, characteristics, causes, and solutions, under the definitions, there are all kinds of, to explain who's involved, you know, the Sunnis and the Shiites and the, Sufis and folk Islam, but just a, just a number of things that are very helpful to know, and and um, the religious leaders, etc. But in here, I started beginning in characteristics. I dealt with 
the doctrines, but it's it's more like what is the God of who is the God of uh, Islam and who is the God in Christianity? And I can contrast again you know, throughout uh, uh, you know, like do Christians and Muslims worship the same God? And what are the different beliefs about God? It's yes. but I, I just want you to know it, it's not. I don't attack. I knew not to attack no. uh, the Allah of the Quran or Muhammad. That it, that's not the point. I was. It's a very rational explanation. Is the Jesus in Islam the same Jesus in Christianity? And I. No, it's not. I, Exactly, and and I, and I have all of the surahs and the ayahs, meaning I use their source material, their their wording, yes. so that it's representing accurately what is being said. And I read, read and studied like so much of Islam. Everything I can learn, I learned because. So help me, God, that my husband will go to hell. Like, I love him, and I pray for yes. him every day, and I read, and yes. I learn as much as I can okay. about his faith and his culture, because I felt called to ministry many years before I ever even met my husband, mm-hmm. and I know that God is going to use me in such a way for just learning this. I mean, I'm learning his language. I'm just learning, because that's what God yes. told me to do, is learn every single thing I can learn. Good. And I don't know when God's going to bring my husband to salvation, but he's going to do it. And I know that things might not work out the way that I think or want or plan. It's all going to be God's plan, but I'm just, I'm not going to lose hope. You know, I feel like I lose hope some days, but then I'm like, I'm not going to. And I keep praying and reading and studying and learning every single thing I can about mm-hmm. the Muslim culture and Christianity and the differences and debates and all these topics like I just listen all the time when I'm working all day long. I'm like, I'm going to learn about this. Okay. And we, we talk about it a lot, you know, the different the differences. And we never argue. We hardly ever fight. We, we just don't. We just, we just talk. You know, mostly we sit and drink tea and talk. <laughs> like, I just okay. love him. I don't, I, just, I don't want this to go this direction. And it just it feels hopeless some days, you know. Well, as you've said, you you don't see that you have a biblical biblical grounds for for divorce, so so that's off the table, no. and so I think you are in a position to be an influence, and uh, I pray that what I'll be sending you, like for example, we deal with how to answer a Muslim's claim that the Bible is corrupt. We have all kinds of ways to explain. How do you explain the Christian belief that Jesus is God? I mean, and and thinking about those who are Muslims who are are literally reading this, uh, what do Muslims need to know about the Word? Um, and as you know, there is a lot that is in the Quran and the Hadith that will deal that 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 use 
the the name Jesus, uh, the, the 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 Muslim word for Jesus, and uh, we um, and there is and by the way we have a bunch of do's and don'ts, and it can really be helpful. And how do you how do you witness? Uh, in other words, what words to say uh, when you're explaining? So. We, and, you know, we can use certain writings that they have to actually share the truth of God's Word. But the, the point is, um, if there is anything there that you would find uh, beneficial, and, you know, you could say, you know, I would like to know your opinion about this. And it's not, it's not fighting just say, I would be interested in what do you think, and let him read certain things. And we've had a number of people who have, um, that were former Muslims, who uh, I had them to critique it and to, to make any changes that would be helpful. And so I'm, I listened I listen to former Muslim testimonies a lot, too, in my uh -huh. day at work. It just, it gives me open you know, keeps me encouraged. Yes. So, obviously, God knows where you are. He knows yeah. what your situation is. This hasn't caught him by surprise. And no. you are going to be, as the mother of the family, uh, mothers are often considered the bond of the family and a source of blessing. And you see in Proverbs 31, her children arise and called her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. He knows you're a good mother. He knows you're being conscientious. And so right now, this is for these years, um, you know, th there's a point at which the children are typically out of the home, whether it's graduation from high school and going either to college or employment um, you know it's but th this is a, a crucial time for you to continue to take the role of a nurturer your your role as a mom is to have a gentle caring spirit toward your children these these are all based on scripture uh, to openly express your motherly compassion toward your children, uh, to demonstrate sincere faith in Jesus Christ as Lord, because they're they're they take their cues from you. They they will know what is really very very important to you, and that that gives security when you're able to in a loving way, just say, I'm looking at the Word of God as our source of truth for our family. And you just keep, and you, this is what you're doing, though. You're, you've got them in a, you're, you, you know you've selected a Christian private school, and you've got, you, they are going regularly, but, you know, they don't go regularly by themselves. This is you, and you are doing a 
tremendous job, a, a commendable job under difficult circumstances. Now, this is, and you know, um, it, it, I think it, it's understandable. You're not fighting. Um, you do have different no, values. Not right now, you have different values. But I did see my dad be uh, impacted by my mom's friends the, and, their, and their husbands. Uh, do you have true friends who are Christians? Yes, I have some really good friends. I prayed a few years ago. I needed some really good friends, you know, and God brought them in my life, and I'm so thankful for them. And I have many people, many, many people now between two churches, for sure, that are praying for my husband, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but I need more people. I'd be so thankful if anybody who heard this, you know, would pray for my husband. Mm. Just pray every day. It's, God brings people around him. If he's at the grocery store and his job, you know, where he works and just anywhere, just bring believers around him everywhere that he goes so he can't get away from him, you know, like <laughs> bring him everywhere. <laughs> well, I, again, saw my dad be impacted. I, in fact, I saw initially the people that were his friends that would come to dinner. And then later, those friends weren't there. It was more the people that were godly, um, authentic Christians uh, that were my mom's mom mom's couple friends, you know. And yeah. uh, so d- do not give up because the, the last year of my dad's life, um, I was 28 or 29, and he prayed for the first time to humble his heart and give his life to Jesus Christ. And I thought that, that would never happen. But my mom did this. I, I was one time angry with her. I said, why? How can you be so nice to him? Because of him, how he cut her down. And she said, oh, honey, he doesn't know the Lord. If he only knew the Lord, he wouldn't be that way. That totally changed my, my mind. I thought, oh, I'm focusing on his fault. She's focusing on his need. He needs a Savior. He needs a changed life through Christ. And I totally, I mean, it totally changed me. And I, uh, no, I quit being the fault finder of him. And uh, I would look for opportunities as others did. Sweetheart, you're in a key role. You continue to be the best mom you can be and understand God knows what to give you. We will send our keys for living on Islam called A View Behind the Veil. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash give hope. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.